Hey, thanks for joining Late Night Football Talk. I'm your host, Nick Manzaro. Today we're going to be talking about the Pats at Browns, Bucks at Steelers, Chiefs at Bills, Cowboys at Eagles, and I'll kind of get my thoughts around the league. All right, uh, solo tonight, uh, no guest. Um, so I just want to get right into it here. Let's say uh, Pats at Browns. Uh, my thoughts on this game is kind of it's kind of tricky. So I don't have much faith in the Patriots, but I also don't have much faith in the Browns here. Um, the Pats are going to be starting Bailey Zappi. He's going to have his second start of his career. Um I'm actually kind of a fan of the Browns in the case of uh, Jacoby Brissett. I like him, but this is important. I don't like him versus a Belichick defense, which is what he's going to be going up against because when the Patriots kind of draft players and um, they scout players across the league, they pretty much, they're going to write a file on everybody. You know, like even when Brady went there last year, they're kind of, they're going to, they know ins and outs of everybody. And I think also when they, when they, um, when they're doing their draft, they're going to, they don't even have a low first round pick. Right. But they're going to call that player in. And most people are thinking like they have no chance to get this guy, but what they're really doing is they're calling them in just to see what they're strong at, what their weaknesses, you know, and, and they want to kind of just to get a file on you and kind of, they want to be able to beat you. Okay. So it's all, it's all they're They take a very smart approach to it. So I think with Jacoby, they're going to know, okay, he doesn't like throwing an out route or whatever, whatever the hell it might be. Right. And, um, or he doesn't like pressure, um, in the middle, like Brady or, you know, everything that they've been able to actually talk with him about that. And they know what throws he does like, what throws he's kind of maybe has trouble with all that kind of stuff. And, uh, they're going to tell guys to sit on their routes in certain situations and stuff like that. And, um, you know, maybe Jacoby doesn't think as quick as, um, like a Brady or, um, or a Mac Jones and, and, um, he's not so cerebral. So they might give him a defense and disguise it and then bang, switch out of it the last moment. And next thing you know, they're going to pick him off. So this one's kind of tricky. So I kind of feel like this is a lot like the Brady versus Belichick without, you know, like the, uh, the goat nature, um, as far as familiarity, that's what I would say. Um, Bailey Zappi, the way I would play him is, um, and I really don't care who wins this game. Cause I'm kind of, um, I'm in the bucks at the moment, but, uh, you know, Bailey Zappi, he looks like he hasn't, he hasn't thrown down the field yet. And, he looks like he's a little bit mobile. He's just game manager at the moment, you know? And so what I would do is if I was the Browns and I would just stack the box, but the Browns at the moment are giving up. Let's see. They're giving up 354 yards a game. I mean, that's pretty intense. Now the Patriots on the other hand are giving up 340 yards a game. Um, the Browns are averaging 26 and a half points a game. Patriots are averaging 21, 20 and a half. Um, but the yards is a slight discrepancy. So the Patriots are averaging 350 yards a game. Um, and the Browns are averaging 396 and a half points a game, uh, yards a game. And so I think that's mainly the run game, right? Um, they have a better run game, but 
they also have like the worst run defense in the league. The Browns can't hold anybody, and that's the Patriots' strong suit. And I kind of wonder, now that you're playing a team like the Patriots that doesn't have a, a strong quarterback or, you know, someone that's not experienced because it's the second game, if I was playing him, I would stack the box as much as possible. Um, we're going to have two guys out, Clowney's out and Ward's out, I believe, for this game. So that's going to be tough. Um, yeah, so I would I would stack the box and tell him to throw over deep, you know. Um, Aguilar had some issues last week. He's been having issues lately. Um the past couple weeks, really. Um, it just seems like he can't get on the right track with Bailey Zappi, at least. That's the case. Um, if they, if it was me, I would put Bourne out there because I think he's just – he's more of a special player. He looks like he can beat man coverage, and um, he's quick, um, and he seems to be on the um, – he seems to know he'll, – he'll get penalties, which is kind of what he's been doing. But for the most part, I think there was arguing with Belichick last week um, he knows what he's doing. Um, so that's how I would play the Patriots offense. Now, um, Damian Harris is hurt. So they're basically going to be going up against, um, Ramondre Stevenson, um, who's a really good runner. If you ask me, he's very elusive, um, can catch the ball, but Nick Chubb's on the other side for the Browns. Now, they're gonna. I think no matter what, they're probably gonna get their carries now. But if for some reason Belichick drafts up a really good run defense, they could get it tight. But if the Browns somehow are able to score points, I don't see the Pats being able to match them. That's what they need to do. They need to score points really early in this game, so the Pats have to throw down the field because they're gonna rely on their run game. If for some reason they can't score points, I think this is just going to be like an even game. Like someone scores, someone scores. It might come down to turnovers, but the Pats are really good at turnovers. So I think they can take advantage of the turnover route because they know Joby, Jacoby Brissett. I would say they lack in linebacker, so they're going to need it in the safety with McCordy, who's played Jacoby. I mean, he's, he's a vet, so... He might be going on like his 12th or 13th year at this point. I think it was 2010. So, yeah. Um, he's taken a step back in the last couple of years, but he's still a very talented guy in cerebral. Very, very cerebral. Can tackle well. Um, I would try to use McCourty's smarts against Jacoby Brissett and somehow lead him into a bad decision or something. Um, their linebacking core is not good, the Pats. So, they can't let them get to the um they can't let them they you don't want them to get to McCordy um but at the same time maybe Adrian Wilson will be able to do something uh Bentley is their probably their best run stuffing linebacker um so he might be able to do something against them as far as their offense i think the pats offense is going to probably struggle in this game it's i really wouldn't if they can run the ball they'll be okay but if if for any reason they get into a long passing situation they might be able to do the screen game but i would not want to go against garrett and i know they don't have anyone behind bailey zappy so that might be kind of tough um if he gets hurt or you know because seems like lately guys are dropping like flies but for um some reason if something 
if something was to happen to Bailey Zappi, they might really be screwed in this game. Um, their their punters, um, Jake Bailey, has been atrocious as of late. He needs to start uh, showing up because um, if Bailey Zappi ever gets stuck on his end of the field, he, they got to. You, you don't want to give short fields to Jacoby Brissett. You don't want you don't want them to think they're in the game. You want them to play from behind, and that would be the best in the Pats scenario. Um, but so if I had to give a score for this game, I would probably say it's going to be. Let me see what they're giving up per game here. Let's find this. Points per game. What is that again? So they're giving up 20. The Browns are averaging 26. Patriots are 20. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a a 24-20 game. And I'm going to probably say the Pats win 24-20 just because they know Brissett. I really don't like that. Um, So I'm going to go about that. I think I think the Pats are going to win 24-20. Now, the keys to the game for the Browns to change that score, I would say, is they're going to have to make some turnovers. Jacoby's going to have to pick some of the Pats apart. I don't think Jacoby can take advantage of the Patriots' defenders. But say he did because he he is playing pretty efficient. They have – you know, they have Amari Cooper. They have um, um, that tight end, um, Ninjoku. Uh, I can't think of his name at the moment. Um, it's somewhat close to that. Um, but he's very athletic. Uh, Hunter Henry did get in. He did start being involved in the offense for the Patriots last week. Like I mentioned before, Aguilar is kind of hit or miss at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if they look to trade him midseason. Um, Bourne has been getting some more snaps. They can't really afford to sit him also. He was sitting earlier in the year. Taekwon Thornton is kind of their speed guy. He just came back last week from a collarbone uh, fracture. I know they're probably going to limit his reps because they kind of need him, but at the same time, he's a rookie and needs to get the experience. He really is too small. I think he's only 175 pounds. He's too small to really make too much contact, so they'll probably put him down the field. They don't want him getting tackled too much um, in the mid or going over the crossers or anything like that. So. Yeah, so I, I, I'm gonna say 24-20, and if the only the only way I see the Browns winning this is if they're just able to run with run at will. And I think I want to say he was um, Chubb's averaging a lot right now. Um, I don't have it in front of me, but I want to say it's like six or seven yards. I mean, he, he's one of the top five uh, backs in the league, so. Um, it wouldn't surprise me, I guess, if, if he had a pretty good game. But I just don't think – I think maybe when Watson comes back, they'll be a little bit better with throwing the ball. He's a little more talented. Um, if we see the old Watson, I'm kind of curious to see that. I know he did have a um, another legal case kind of pop up. Um, he's There's like another civil suit basically saying that um, he had um, – another accuser another uh, massage therapist basically said that uh, he coerced her into doing acts um so we'll see even if maybe he doesn't even play this year i'm not really sure how the nfl is going to go down that one i'm sure we'll talk about that later um so yeah i see this game going 24 20 and i kind of see the pats winning um unless the browns are able to just run at will that's pretty much it 
Um, okay, so let's go to, and uh, oh, that, that game is at uh, one o'clock on Sunday. So, and the Browns are currently two and three, and the Patriots are two and three. So, it's kind of an even matchup. Um, all right, so let's go to my Bucks. Bucks are next. Uh, one o'clock. Uh, three and two Bucks versus the one and four Steelers. The Steelers are my my first thoughts are the Steelers are really struggling without T.J. Watt. I think they're struggling. They can't get pressure without T.J. Watt. They rely on him almost too much. I, I think they're. I don't think they've won a game without him. To be honest with you, um, right now the Steelers are still averaging about eighteen and a half points per game. The Bucks are not averaging a lot. They're only at twenty and a half. Um, the yards per game, the Bucks are averaging three hundred and seventeen yards. Steelers are averaging two hundred and seventy-eight. Last week, for instance, um, Kenny Pickett had about like three hundred and fifty yards, but he didn't have a touchdown. He had he was Pickens made some really good plays. Um, he's kind of he's not on he's not on the right page with Deontay Johnson, who's kind of their number one. Um, so he's gonna have to do that. It was his first start as a uh, as a pro last week, so maybe that has something to do with it. I would say going forward, he's gotta he's gotta get more practice and kind of get the timing down with his receivers because I don't. That's the only way they're gonna go anywhere. Their defense is really struggling. They need T.J. Watt. I think he's he just had his um, um I believe his knee worked on, um, so he's a couple of weeks out at least. And they must have said, "Look, let's just come back completely healthy." So, with that said, I I think this week it's gonna be kind of another struggle for Kenny Pickett to kind of. It's not. It's not going to be easy for him. He's going against a Buck defense that will pick him off. Um, they do get uh, a lot of pressure on the quarterback. Their defense is really their strong suit at this point. Their offense is coming along. They've had tons of injuries, but I do think in the next couple of weeks, this is kind of the Brady's get right game. So I think. Godwin is averaging right now, I believe, about 60 yards, 50, 60 yards a game, and he's kind of on the upward trend uh, coming back from that ACL injury, ACL injury. Mike Evans is still averaging about 80 yards a game. I know he had that one game where he was um, not able to play due to suspension uh, pretty much from the Saints-Lattimore uh, scuffle that happened. Um, so... Last week, for instance, he was able to throw to a bunch of different guys. Um, he was throwing to Scotty Miller, Godwin, Evans. Um, Brait is going to play this week. He's going to be probably a go. I know he had like a uh, he was in concussion protocol last week. Um, uh, in the week before that is when the injury really kind of happened. He uh, didn't come back after halftime. Um, their, their punter, Camarda, has been doing really good. So he's been still pinning a lot of guys deep, even though they've had the, kind of the bad offense. Um, the Falcons last week, they still – they're holding their opponents to um, – let me, let me get the large score here. Yeah, so they're holding their points – their opponents to 17 points a game. The Steelers are holding them to 22. 
I wouldn't be surprised. Now, this is at Steelers, so it's kind of a three-point swing for the home team. So it's going to be kind of – I imagine it's going to be loud, but it's a 1 o'clock game. If you ask me, guys aren't getting uh, too rowdy till about probably 4. You get a 4 or a night game, it gets tremendously loud. Um, I, like I said, Kenny Pickett does not have a touchdown yet. He does have one pick. I bet you if I had to give a score for this game, he's he will have another pick. I would say maybe two. Something's telling me he's going to have at least two. I wouldn't be surprised if Brady has one all as well. Maybe if the Steelers want to win, they pick Brady off twice, maybe a fumble recovery. Uh, they still have Cam Hayward in the middle of their defensive line. And the one weakness to the Bucks at this point on the offense and something that's besides the injuries to the receivers, one of the things that's really causing them to not perform at uh, top tier level is that their their line is their line play is not elite yet and not not even elite I mean they're not even top level um, they've just got two unexperienced guys at center and left guard and until they're able to all you know work as a cohesive unit uh, Leonard Fournette is still playing pretty good but you know if, if you can get these guys running out and, you know, the center going uh, sideline to sideline, uh, clearing the way for him. And um, you can you can really just start to get a – just dominate your opponent. And I don't – I'm not completely sold that the Bucks can do that at, right now, you know. I would say Rashad White's been coming in a lot. They're, I think they're kind of holding Fournette back slightly just because he can be injury prone and they kind of need him for that um, – that playoff run um the nfc is kind of weak overall right now i would say that as well um i know we have the the eagles which we'll talk about later they're top tier after that you kind of get these this group of teams that are average above average and you're kind of hoping by the end of the year they're all going to kind of fade into one they're in one category i think it's just the eagles maybe dallas with like the Bucks and along with the Packers, 49ers, the Rams are disappointing this year, but kind of stuff like that. Um, so, okay. Um, let me get back to my score. My score is going to probably be. Thirty-one to twenty-seven. Uh, no, no, no. That, Steelers not scoring twenty-seven. I'm going to say thirty-one, um, twenty-one. They're going to score something. I wouldn't be surprised. I. The Bucks defense is not – their stats say they're better than they actually are. I would not be surprised if Kenny Pickett has his first touchdown, but he will get picked off. Um, the Bucks are having a real hard time right now. They were able to do it last week, but they're having a real hard time with scoring on the first drive. Um, their, their tackling on the defense has been iffy. They can't – they're – they are very undisciplined with penalties, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're able to get, if the Steelers can somehow, as long as they don't create their own penalties, if they can somehow not get penalized before the Bucks, you know, the Bucks will grab. Uh, they're definitely going to grab. They're definitely going to go off sides. They'll, they'll get their uh, roughing the passer penalties. That's a big one right now, especially since the Tua injury. They're trying to, protect the quarterbacks a lot um 
So I wouldn't be surprised there if the Steelers get some breaks in this game. The Buccaneers are not a disciplined team, so I imagine something like that will happen. I know it's it's tough for me to say, but um, yeah, so I'm thinking about 30, 31-21. Um, I could also see 31-14, I suppose, but that's where I'm going now. Um, I think this is going to just be an upward trend for the Bucks offense, if I had to guess. They're going to begin to hit that elite passing. I just hope for no injuries. Um, Fitzpatrick on uh, the Steelers' defense is still super elite, and I could see him getting a pick on Brady. Maybe even a fumble recovery with Hayward. Um, I could definitely see a lot of that, so that's where I'm going with that. Um, Okay, so let's see. What's the next game here? Oh, this is going to be a good game. Buffalo at the Chiefs. Uh, 425. I'm definitely watching this game. I'm super stoked for it. I will be rooting for the Bills. Got to be honest. I'm not a Chiefs fan. Definitely not. <laughs> um, the Chiefs have the Bills number at this point. The Bills did win. Um, I believe it was Sunday night uh, last year. But when it really matters, the can't. Kansas City seems to get it done. I think this game is very, very important, mainly for the seeding and for the playoffs. It's like 1-1A to for who's the best team right now in the AFC. I still think the Bills are are just a more talented team. Um, With Tredavious White practicing this week, I think they have the chance to become just in a tier of them uh, all, all alone, you know? Um, Allen to me just has more weapons. The, they're just relentless. You know, it's it's just so hard to attack them. And before you know it, they've scored so many points. I just, I can't, they're going to be, they're both going to be there at the end of the year, you know? So I would say, um, let's look at some of the scores for here. Uh, some of the stats for these teams. Um, the bills are points per game are 28 and a half. Believe it or not, Kansas City is averaging 32.3 points per game, so they're they're averaging more uh, yards per game. Bills are they must you know um, they're averaging more yards, 412 to the Chiefs 384. But here's where I think it really matters: the Chiefs are opponents are averaging 24 points a game, and the Bills are averaging 14 and a half. Um, the Chiefs' opponents are averaging 329 yards, and the Bills' opponents are averaging 234. So that's the that's where I think it happens. If can if Kansas City can move down the field on the Bills, they'll probably be okay. Now Kansas City's defense to holding back the Bills. This is where I get concerned. The Bills' offense is just. Insane. They just have too much talent. Gabriel Davis, Stephon Diggs, they got McKenzie, um, Khalil. I, I can't think of his name at the moment. Um, just they just they just have uh, embarrassment of riches on offense. And Gabriel Davis last week, I think he had like two two touchdowns, 140 yards, 130 yards. It he's just become an elite receiver, kind of like Diggs at this point. And it all started against the Chiefs. The Chiefs, they just don't have the the corners to hold up with the bills and and you could even see that against the Raiders during their last game. Um, I, I didn't get to review 
um, anything last week. Had some uh, uh, home improvement stuff I had to do last week. Um, so, yeah, Devontae Adams, for the most part, until they rolled coverage over Devontae to have him, like, double covered for most of the night, he kind of had his way. Um, if anything, Renfro got in, got in the way and – and kind of stopped him from probably even catching the uh, a game-winning catch or something. Um, so he had that sideline catch that was kind of like, if we were playing backyard football, he probably would have had that. Um, but because we look at every, you know, um, every little thing, um, you know, did he possess it? It bobbled in his hands slightly as he one-handed grabbed before he got the second toe down. He didn't get that. But I think Watson... What Sneed's Sneed's the Kansas City's best corner, but besides that, the the they have a rookie Watson who's coming kind of like a Jack Jones for the Patriots, who I should have mentioned earlier. Actually, I think he's going to be like one of their elite guys, and he's he's their JC replacement. So I think he can kind of JC Jackson. That is, he can kind of substitute what they were getting last year with JC Jackson, kind of getting the turnovers because they, they need those extra possessions with short fields. And so um, I meant to mention him earlier. Uh, so Sneed is their best cover guy, um, Kansas City's. And so him and the, their rookie Watson, who also I believe he picked off Herbert in their game or against the Chargers. And um, I think he has the one of the out of all out of all the guys, I think he has only the only one that's like a two digit um, pass defense, uh, rating. And so it might be like 75%. Uh, I, f- I forget. Um, but anyways, he, um, he's coming along for them. But other than, other than those two guys, uh, Chris Jones is really good for the defensive line. I think he's rated the best defensive player in the NFL right now. Um, somewhere like a 91 rating. I don't know if that's PFF or not. Um, but so if they can get pressure, on Josh Allen, they might be able to do something. But last year, the Steelers couldn't – I mean, uh, last week, the Steelers couldn't get anything on the Bills, so I wonder if they're kind of building their line to be pretty stable at this point. Um, Josh Allen is one of those quarterbacks, too, where if you rush him, he's so athletic, especially with the Chiefs. I mean, he <laughs> in the last couple games they faced, he's hurtling guys. Um, he will make contact. He's not afraid. It's – I would be worried about Josh Allen maybe getting hurt because he's he kind of becomes he's he risks it you know he he's willing to make contact with linebackers and corners and fight for extra yards to get the first down. Um, he has been X-rayed already this year. Hope uh, on his hand. I hope he um, is just very sparingly when he goes to make those uh, plays, but because it's great watching him every week. Uh, and I'm not a Bills fan, <laughs> um, but. Um, I would say the Bills can win just by their embarrassment of riches um, and the Chiefs. So if the Chiefs want to take advantage of this, the Bills' corners are they're average. So it's almost the same deal with them. But I want to see how they play Travis Kelsey. So Travis Kelsey is the uh, the chess uh, the big chess piece for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, what I noticed with the Raiders too, and in almost every game at this point, um, one of our guests, Joe, I'm always yelling at him, basically saying, 
with Kelsey, I, I always knew how the Pats would play tight ends that were super important like this. With with Kelsey, he always gets a free release, and it drives me like fucking bananas because if you watch Bill Belichick play against Tony Gonzalez, for example, he would make sure that you don't get a free release. You get hit right off the line, and then, you know, 5, 10 yards, the linebacker also hits you. So the timing just has to be disrupted. But what I noticed with Kelsey is, and I thought this would actually go away when um, Hill got traded to the Dolphins, is I thought teams would start focusing on him. I, it might Maybe it's because of Hardman, but, it you know, he had four, t- four touchdowns in the Raiders game, and it's like no one's within, like, 10 yards. Every game, teams forget about this guy, and he takes advantage of it. I give him credit there. Um, I'm a Gronk guy myself. But, uh, um, no, not that they really play the same position. Uh, Kelsey, to me, is more of what I envisioned uh, Hernandez kind of being, uh, more of a, a move wide receiver type tight end. Um, but Kelsey, if the if the uh, Bills don't have a good answer for Kelsey, they're going to they're gonna pay. Um, they don't get Tredavious White for a couple, uh, probably another week or two. He just started practicing – if it was me, you know, I, I thought Godwin on the Bucks came back a little early. I would say a couple weeks at least, but you never know there. Um, they're pro athletes, so I would say two weeks. But um, if Kansas City wants to win this, they just got to do, keep doing what they're doing. Their run game is really strong. Um, that's one of the things that I've noticed that they've changed from the last couple of years is they're not completely relying on just the pass that guy, um, Pacheco, but yeah, anyways, uh, Pacheco and, um, um, Hilaire, I think he's eventually going to start over Hilaire. That guy's awesome. I mean, uh, he runs so hard and so fast. He's, he's going to be the future of that team unless something happens to him. Um, but Hilaire's pretty good for getting, you know, he's so small. He gets like hidden behind the line and then they dump it off to him, um, um, so they've kind of got a one-two punch going on with there. Um, Hardman, the, the one thing with Hardman is he has a trouble catching. He can't, when you need an absolute play, it seems like it'll bounce off his hands. Um, um, Valdez, Scantling, same kind of deal. So they're, they're kind of like the same receiver to me. Um, Hardman might be just a little quicker. Um, Smith Schuster, though, is more of a possession guy, so he can really help him out. Um, like I said, the Bills... Um, I want to say it was Edmonds, their, that uh, their linebacker, awesome. So um, he, and he's he runs sideline to sideline, so he's pretty good. Um, Poyer was out last week, um, so both their starters were out because um, they lost the other guy. I can't think of his name at the moment. Uh, they lost one for the year. Um, so I would probably say if I had to give a score for this game, I'm gonna go with uh, it's gonna be high scoring. It has to be. Um, Maybe 35, 42, something like that. It, it's going to be a shootout, and I think it might even go to overtime. Uh, I'm I'm super pumped for this game. I think it's going to be intense. Um, I definitely uh, – I think this – this should have been a night game. That's all I can say. It should have been a night game, and uh, – I'm, I would. I bet the rating for this game is going to be insane. A lot of people are going to be uh, checking into this game. Um, so okay, uh, let's move on to the next one. Uh, 
our final game of the night before I'll give some just I'll just go over some scores, maybe give you some thoughts on some of the other games. But these are the games I'm pretty much going to be covering. And um, I'll probably be covering them on the review episode um, Sunday night. I believe it's going to be Sunday night. It's possible it could be Monday. But um, just check back with us for that. Um, okay. Another game that I'm really looking forward to, Cowboys versus Eagles. Okay, so my Bucks have already played the Cowboys. I'm always... I'm kind of for the underdog here. I would love to see the Eagles lose. Um, so I'm just going to be honest there. They're currently 5-0. and Cowboys are 4-1. and Their only loss is to week one with the Bucks, But that was with Dak. So I am actually a big Rush fan. I think Rush should keep this job, the quarterback job, until he loses. Don't bring Dak back. Give Dak as much time as he needs. You know, if he needs another month... Sure. Just act like you're giving him more time to heal instead of telling him, yeah, Rush has got your job for now until he loses. Now, on the flip side of that, if Rush loses against the Eagles, you just got your shot to bring Dak back in, right? So it's like, that's what I would do. I would I would not take Rush out until he loses. Now, Rush is not – I wouldn't say Rush is the reason that they're undefeated, but he's like the ultimate game manager right now. I mean, he's passing the ball all over the place. Uh, Brown, his favorite receiver, is looking great. Um, they just got um, um, Gallup back. They um, um, C.D. Lamb, who's on my fantasy team, he's still playing really good. Um, he's actually, get, if you ask me, he's actually getting better because he's getting more familiar with Rush. But he's getting more um, end zone chances at this time, uh, the last couple weeks at least. Um, so let's look at some of the stats for these guys now. The Eagles are averaging crazy points a game, kind of like the uh, Chiefs. Uh, the Eagles are averaging about 28.8 points a game. Dallas is averaging about 17.8 yards per game. This is where it's a, a, a big discrepancy. Uh, the Eagles are averaging 435 yards a game. That is crazy. I mean, that is insane. The Cowboys, they're averaging 313 points uh, yards per game. But the Eagles, like I said, they were averaging 28 points a game. Their opponents were only averaging 17.8. So they're they're scoring 10 points more than their opponent. And what that would tell me kind of is it's probably – I bet you that's skewed a little bit because they're probably scoring so much more points. And then the their, their opponent just has to catch up. They're playing – you know, they're probably giving them a bunch of room. They're playing like a lax defense at the end of the game. Just don't give up anything too insane. Um, the Dallas opponents per game uh, – oppo- opposing yards per game is about 308. But they're getting after – they're getting after the um, the quarterback. That's the one thing that I would say for this. Now, Hertz is very um, – he's very mobile. And he's come a long way this year. Now he has to. Now he gets to throw to uh, AJ Brown on top of Devonta Smith. Um, Darius Slay on the defense is still playing awesome. You know he'll shut down Justin Jefferson. He'll shut down probably CD Lamb. So there goes my fantasy week, right? Um, one of these, whoever he's playing, he's gonna probably shut him down. Um, he's the top guy in the league, I would say at this moment. Um, you know, next to Lattimore. Um, Ramsey's playing like shit right now. Um, just 
he, he's, he's playing awesome. Um, as far as penalties, they're both about the same. So they're both averaging about, um, Dallas is averaging 27, uh, has 27 penalties, um, with, um, Philly's 26 penalties. So they're about the same there. Um, some keys to the game for this, I would say if for some reason Dallas can get to, uh, uh, Jalen hurts, it'll, it'll really help. But at the same time, I'm sure rush is going to be under so much pressure because their line, while it's okay, it's gotten a little bit better with, um, um, uh, the guy who played in the Bears last year. Oh, who am I thinking? He's like 40 years old. Um, I got to look this up. This is going to drive me crazy. Um, well, Tyler Smith is their new left tackle, but um, uh, what do I got to look up here? Left guard from the Bears. I know he played on the Bears last year. Oh, what is his name? Ah, I don't know. Anyways, um, the guy's like 40 years old. He's been playing for a while. Um, you know, um, Philly's defensive line is still awesome. They got um, Cox in the middle and um, that new uh, that new defensive uh, lineman they got in the draft who's, you know, runs like fucking five flat. Um, with Slay in the back, I mean, it's going to be tough. I, I don't know if Zeke is going to average – much in this game it's going to be really tough I, they got kelsey on their offensive line so that might stop parsons from kind of wreaking havoc on hurts um at least you know up the middle he's going to have some he's going to have some room there um but parsons is still parsons so it's it's possible i i think he's close to he's probably still in there for like defensive player of the year if i had to put a score on this game um, I'm going to probably say it's a low scoring game. Um, one of the key matchups I would say that the Cowboys need to rely on is Diggs versus AJ Brown, which hopefully, hopefully he's, you know, guarding him a lot. Diggs is kind of stopped this year from going after his interceptions. You know, I think he might only have two interceptions this year. He's, he's kind of going for you know, locking guys down, which I think is smart play on his. So it's smart for him because once you start getting a reputation for locking guys down, I think the money kind of comes in with that. Um, so I would say if he can hold AJ Brown to just a quiet night, you know, maybe like uh, three catches for 30 yards, maybe 40 yards, that would do it for him. Um, I think they could come out with a win. They are at home. The uh, Eagles are at home, so that's at least a three-point swing there. Um, you know, I'm going to say the score is somewhere around 17-14. And I'd love to see the – I'd love to – I didn't go either way. I'd love to see the Cowboys take it. Um, something tells me they won't. <laughs> something tells me the Eagles are going to um, squeak out. But um, I'm going to say 17-14 Eagles. But I would love – for this to be 14-17 Cowboy, uh, uh, 
17-14 Cowboys ahead, and uh, that would be awesome. So um, that's my score for that game. So let's go to some of the other games here that um, are going on. The um, I don't have much thoughts on the Commanders-Bears game that went on. I think those are both just uh, shit show teams at this point. Um, I think Wentz is pretty much going to be done. Justin Fields is kind of disappointing me lately. Um, I actually was – I thought he was going to be a really good quarterback coming out of college. I don't watch too much college ball, but, um, you know, with him being in some of the uh, premier games, I did watch uh, a few of those highlights. Um, Vikings-Dolphins. This will, this will tell me a lot. Did the, are the Dolphins going to fall off the cliff? Because if they drop another game, that will be big for them. Um, the Vikings could use another they're, – they're tied for second place at least – um, so at four and one, the Dolphins are at uh, three and um, uh, three and two. So if they drop another one, they're going to get closer. The Jets are on their heels at this point. Um, so they're getting really close there. Um, let's see, 49ers Falcons. I think the 49ers are going to gain another win here. They're it's going to they're going to be four and two. So that'll be good. The Falcons will probably get another loss, two and four. I'd. You know, I, I really want to know what happens with the Bengals at Saints. The Saints always give the Bucks a lot of trouble, so I'd love to know how Burrow does. I think it's not good for him, only because I know how good the Saints' defensive line is, and I know the Bengals' offensive line has been going through troubles as of late. So we'll kind of see what happens there. Um, Ravens at Giants. Giants are 4-1, and one, man. And the Ravens are three and two, but they've been in they've every game has been kind of a rock fight with them. So this will tell me I believe in the Ravens. I think they're going to be there in the end. They might not. You know, my if I was to give my AFC championship, it's going to be Bills Chiefs, as I mentioned. Um, but the Ravens are that third team for me. The Giants are surprising me uh, in a way they probably shouldn't. Because Dayball's a really good coach, and um, you know he's 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 going to be one of the only. <laughs> if he can if he can continue this pace, you know Belichick guys don't really work out in the NFL, but it seems like he might be him and O'Brien. Uh, um, you know Josh McDaniels is going through hell right now, um, but I, I expect them to turn it around hopefully. But um, let's see, Jets at Packers, man, they're both three and two. If the Jets can pull out at Packers. People are going to be turning their heads. They're going to go, wow. And it's going to be because of the Jets' defense, I imagine. The Packers, they um, – um, I have Watson. Watson. Yeah, Watson, uh, their rookie. He's not. He's out this game, so that actually does not bode well for them um, because he's kind of their athletic wide receiver. They're already – he doesn't have many options as it is. Um, if the Jets can pull that out, man, that's going to be crazy. I, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him. Um, let's see, Jaguars or Colts. The Colts got to win that game. They really have to win that game if they want to be anywhere near the playoffs. I mean, they're two, two, and one. The Jaguars are two and three. I don't think the Jaguars are. You know, they're like a, a C level team, maybe a D level team. The Colts, to me, are like a C on the cusp of being a B because they can beat guys when they show up. They have playmakers. When they show up, they can beat guys like the Chiefs. Um, but when they don't, they're just like, they play down to their competition way too much. The Cardinals, to me, they're kind of a fraud team. Um, they're two and three facing the Seahawks at two and three. That's a four o'clock game on Fox. 
So I think they're about even. Seahawks are doing better than I thought they would be, but the Cardinals are also the Cardinals, right? So they they have games where they they'll they'll just completely kick the shit out of their opponent and then games where they go against somebody who they should be even with have the same record as and they're atrocious so um, sometimes they're really hard to read um let's see the panthers at rams panthers are terrible maybe the rams will get on track with this one and they'll start putting something together because uh robinson is um Allen Robinson has really not been doing well for them. They really miss Odell Beckham Jr. or just another wide receiver threat in general. They should have never traded Robert Woods, if you ask me. Um, I believe he's on Tennessee right now. Um, but they got to get something going there. Maybe the Super Bowl hangover, you know, they, they're just happy with what they won last year. I don't know what's going on with them. Um, I imagine the Rams will win that. And let's see, Monday night. Um, I'll kind of give a preview on that on the next show. I'll, I'll kind of hold that off. Um, so, uh, all right, uh, that's going to do it for today. Uh, thanks for joining me. Um, please subscribe on YouTube. You can uh, catch us out on uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I believe we're on just about any podcast place you visit. So uh, look us up. Please subscribe. Any Like any video you can. It really helps us out. And uh, thank you very much, and uh, I'll see you after the games, and we'll see if any of my predictions are right.